You're listening to the Kinergy Sports Podcast, hosted by Jacob Kennedy. This is the third episode of the Kinergy Sports Podcast. The NBA Finals are set. For the fourth year in a row, we're going to have the Golden State Warriors against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And can we stop doing something? The media has already acknowledged that LeBron isn't going to win this Finals. The fans have acknowledged that LeBron isn't going to win this Finals. The Cleveland Cavaliers are a far worse basketball team than the Golden State Warriors. And it's not close. LeBron's second best player, Kevin Love, we don't even know his health status. And their third best player, they don't have one. So we understand that LeBron barely has a chance in this finals. We get that. Everybody understands that. They're one of the biggest underdogs in NBA Finals history. They opened as a 12-point underdog in Game 1, which is insane. So why, when LeBron loses his Finals, are the same media people that expect him to lose, why and how are they going to hold it against him? Because they will. Everybody will. They will hold this Finals loss on LeBron. When nobody expects him to win. We already know how this is going to go. LeBron is going to put up huge numbers. Last year he averaged a triple-double and they lost in five. It will probably be very similar to this year. And after the conclusion of this finals, when the Warriors win, the perspective is going to change. It's going to change from what an incredible run LeBron had to why can't he win this Warriors series and the fact that he's going to, he's going to be three and six in NBA finals compared to MJ six and oh. And that's all the media is going to talk about for the next two weeks. And we've already seen how the perspective has changed just in the last week because a week ago, Two weeks ago, a month ago, nobody thought the Cavaliers were going to win the East. When they were getting pounced by the Pacers in the first few games of the series, and LeBron was getting no help, nobody thought this Cavs team was getting to the finals. And when they beat the Pacers in seven, because of LeBron, single-handedly, people said, okay, well, there's no way they're getting past the Raptors. And then the Cavs swept the Raptors. And then the perspective changed to, well, they always beat the Raptors. So why would we ever take the Raptors seriously? But but now you're playing the Celtics, and they have the best coach, and they have young stars, and they haven't lost at home. There's no way LeBron and the Cavs are getting past this team. And then LeBron takes them to Game 7, and I was told he doesn't have enough help. On the road, the Cavaliers can't win. They can't beat this Boston team. Boston's 10-0 at home. LeBron can't do it. And then LeBron won. So then it turned to, well, the Celtics are young. The Celtics weren't supposed to win that series anyways. LeBron was supposed to make the finals again. He plays in the least. Come on. 
And that's all happened in the last month. The perspective changed from LeBron not having a chance to LeBron having a terrible supporting cast, which he does, to, of course LeBron made it. Who would ever beat him? They play in such a weak conference. And now when he loses his finals, the perspective is going to change from what a great run this was to, well, he's 3-6 and six in the finals. MJ was 6-0. and oh. And with that logic, you're essentially using this playoff run in his 15th year. LeBron arguably had his best playoff run. When he loses, the media is going to use this playoff run against him. LeBron beat the Pacers single-handedly in seven games. LeBron swept the number one seed, which had more wins in the regular season than the Warriors did. LeBron beat the Celtics in Game 7 without Kevin Love. He didn't have a second-best player in Game 7. The Celtics... We're 10-0 and 0 at home in the playoffs. He has two buzzer beaters. He's averaging 34-9-9 9 on 54% shooting. How are you going to hold that type of playoff run against him? Listen, I understand MJ went 6-0. and 0. Perfection, okay? But MJ also lost in the first round including getting swept twice in the first round. He lost in the first round three times total, got swept twice. So in a his- historical context, you're telling me it would have been better for LeBron James to not beat the Pacers in seven games, to not sweep the number one seed, to lose to the Celtics in game seven, to not hit those two buzzard beaters, to not average 34, 9-9 on 54% shooting. You're telling me it would have been better for him to lose in the first round, like MJ did three times, than to carry the sorry Cavaliers team to the NBA Finals. That's what you're telling me. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm going to hear when they lose. And that makes no sense. You do realize this will be LeBron's ninth finals. He has been favorited going into the finals twice. You do realize in MJ's six finals, he was favorited to win all six times. And no, that's not because of the intimidation factor or because he was just unbeatable. He was great, don't get me wrong, but he couldn't beat the Celtics and he couldn't beat the Pistons before Scottie Pippen came to him. That's not why he was favorited. He was favorited because he had Pippen, because he had Horace Grant, and he had Dennis Rodman, and he had the best coach in basketball. LeBron's been to the finals nine times now, eight years in a row. He's been favorited twice. He took Eric Snow and Booby Gibson to the finals in 2007 and got swept by a great San Antonio Spurs dynasty. And that is held against him. All right. Okay, whatever. You can hold LeBron accountable for losing against Dallas in 2011. That's fine. But this is the fourth year in a row he is playing one of the best NBA teams 
forever. And he's not just playing against them. He is carrying the Cavs there every single year. The first year they played the Warriors, LeBron won six games without Kyrie and without Kevin Love. Did you see what happened when they were healthy? They beat the Warriors with Kyrie and Kevin Love the next year. And then the Warriors added the second best player in the league. And LeBron still averaged a triple-double against him last year. How can you hold those losses against him? Why would why would the media prefer LeBron to lose in the first round than to lose in the finals? What? How does that even make sense? LeBron is carrying this team's to the this is an incomp- an accomplishment. I've been told that this he should expect to get to the finals. Of course he's going to make it out of the leagues. This isn't an accomplishment. Taking this squad to the finals is a great accomplishment that is eventually going to be held against him. MJ never carried a team like LeBron carries every single year. He never did it. And don't tell me that's because MJ never had the chance to carry a team because he did. Prior to Scottie Pippen, that was his chance. He could carry the Chicago Bulls. Instead, he was 1-9 in the playoffs without Pippen, including two first-round sweeps. Despite making the playoffs in his first three years in the league, all of them were losing seasons, he was 30 games under 500. And in his second year, they made the playoffs with a 30 and 52 record. 30 and 52 record. And then you're going to tell me, well, that was MJ's first three years. Everyone struggles early. No one can come into the NBA and carry a team right away. Oh, really? Okay. In LeBron's first year, he missed the playoffs. They won 37 games. Second year, they missed the playoffs again, but they had a winning record. In MJ's second year, he went 30 and 52. In LeBron's second year, he went 42 and 40. LeBron carried that Cavaliers team. In LeBron's third year, they won 50 games and won in the first round of the playoffs. LeBron has never lost in the first round of the playoffs. MJ did it three times, including two sweeps. But the meeting the media would much rather LeBron get swept in the first round than to make it all the way to the finals and lose. But this logic, it would have been better for LeBron not even to play Game 7 against Boston. It would have been better for him to lose Game 7 against Boston and not have to go to the finals. It would have been better for him not to sweep the Toronto Raptors. It would have been better for him not to hit those buzzard beaters. And let it be known, if he somehow wins this series, if it somehow happens, I don't think it will. Most people don't think it's possible. If he wins this series, the GOAT argument is over. I might not even talk about it. It would be over. Michael Jordan would no longer be in the discussion for GOAT if LeBron were to win this series. The GOAT argument ends. And if he loses this series, so what? Why is LeBron the only situation where we expect David to beat Goliath and punish him if he doesn't? 
LeBron is the only situation where we expect the underdog to win and we punish the underdog if he loses. He's the only situation. When the Cavs lose this series, it's not going to be because of LeBron James. I can promise you that. Just think of some of these matchups they have to go through. Think about the matchups for the starting lineups. Steph Curry against George Hill. Clay Thompson going head-to-head with J.R. LeBron and KD is a fun matchup. Almost every single matchup other than that, and I would argue all of them, goes to the Warriors. The Cavs would do well to take this six games. I expect the Cavs to get rolled tonight. The Warriors opened up as a 12-point favorite, saying Vegas thinks this is going to be a blowout. I think at some point the Cavs will compete in this series, but LeBron's three worst games in this playoff run have been all the game ones. He said himself he kind of uses game one as a feel-out game. He just tries to feel what the other team is bringing at him. I'm assuming KD's going to play well. The Cavs don't have anyone that can guard him. They're not... They're not going to put LeBron on KD every single series because LeBron's going to wear down. They'll probably throw Jeff Green at him, which is nearly unfair. LeBron knows he can't win, so I expect him to put up huge numbers just like he did last year. He'll probably come close to averaging another triple-double. They'll win a game. Would do well to win a second one, kind of like in 2015 when he took him to six games, but it's not fair to hold this against LeBron. Nobody expects him to win. They don't. So if you don't expect him to win, if he's the overwhelming underdog, how would you hold this against him? Back in 10 seconds, I'll tell you why James Harden isn't even the MVP of his own team. So last episode I discussed why LeBron should win the MVP over Harden. And that Rockets Warriors series could not have proved me any more right. What that series showed me, and I think it showed everyone, James Harden isn't the MVP of his own team. James Harden isn't the MVP of the Rockets. He's not. The most important player on that team is Chris Paul. And it was obvious. It was obvious by watching it. Statistically, it's obvious. With Chris Paul this season, the Houston Rockets were 61-12. and Without Chris Paul, they were 15 and 11. Without James Harden, they had a winning record. If Chris Paul stays healthy in that series, I really think the Rockets win it. The Warriors had no answer for Chris Paul. There were multiple times in this series.
when Houston had to take the ball out of James Harden's hands. Late in the game, James Harden didn't have the ball. Chris Paul had the ball. James Harden missed 22 straight threes. He shot 24% from three in the series and 41% from the field in the series. He was a liability. You're not going to get the foul calls you get in the regular season. In Harden's worst six postseason performances, Houston is 6-0 and with most of them being blowouts. You saw them without Chris Paul. They were lost. They were lost. They would have won the series with CP3. They would have kept those leads in game six and seven. This just proves James Harden isn't the MVP. You can give it to him. You can give him the award. You can give him the trophy. Give him the recognition. He's not. Everyone knows it. The NBA knows it. The fans know it. The media knows it. In game seven, Harden was without his best player. He was at home. They pulled out to an early lead, and then they late in the game, they weren't even competitive. LeBron, in the same situation without his second best player, was on the road. The Celtics hadn't lost at home all postseason. LeBron fell behind early. They were down by double digits much of the first half. And by the end of the game, he pulled away late, and that game nearly wasn't competitive either. I don't like to hold series against players. I don't like to hold one series against a player too much, but I don't think I will ever be able to view James Harden the same. He's had his postseason woes before, but I thought he turned the corner. And I know the Warriors are a great team. But so are the Rockets, and they had a chance. James Harden is a great player. But that is all he will ever be, is a great player. He's not the MVP. When you give him the MVP, he won't win another one. Because we've seen what he does now in the playoffs. ISO ball doesn't work. It doesn't work. You have to at least be the MVP of your own team. He's not. You can't miss 22 straight threes in the postseason. You can't shoot 41% from the field when you're the main ball handler. You just can't do it. You can't be the so-called MVP and literally have the ball taken out of your hands late in games. You can't. He'll get the MVP. It's a regular season award. He'll win it. He'll get the hardware. He's not the MVP. And everybody knows it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kennedy Sports Podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, Jacob underscore K-E-N-N-2. Like and retweet on Twitter, like and share on Facebook, and make sure you subscribe to my podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure to drop a review. Let me know what you liked. Let me know what you didn't like. Uh, Interact with me. You can message me on Twitter. Let me know what you want to hear on the show. And make sure you tune in next week for my next podcast.